Hi, this is Dave Olson. I'm the senior leader of Heartland Church located in Ankeny, Iowa. I hope the following message challenges, encourages, and ultimately changes you. Thanks for joining us. In 2009, and the word that he received went off like a bomb in this house, and I mean that. Uh, it was such a powerful time, and since then we've had, we try to have Paul in yearly, and uh, he always brings a tremendous word. I've, I've said this in different settings over the last few days, even Wednesday night to my class. I know of nobody that takes uh, an initial revelation and milks it for all it's worth. He'll take that original seed and just, he'll get a hundredfold return on that and just begin to teach on the word. And so I, I dearly love this man. I respect him. He leads a movement called Destiny out of the Philippines. It started as a campus ministry and now goes around the globe. They are planting churches in many nations, in many hard nations. They, they have a special call to the nations and specifically to Muslim nations. And uh, they, Paul is a spiritual son of Leif Hetland, another dear friend of this house. And that's how we met Paul. And uh, so Paul, we've asked him a few years ago if he would sit as an external overseer. So we have three external elders to this church that we can call for counsel and that if we were to hit a crisis of leadership, namely me, uh, that there's somebody that can be called in to deal with, uh, deal with those matters. And we take that very seriously. We, want, we, we believe in living in the tension of uh, letting leaders lead but also having accountability. And so uh, Paul serves with Papa Jack Taylor and Bob Hazlett in the, that role. And uh, so we, we try to have them in yearly. And the last few years have been especially uh, instrumental in, in the direction of this church. And so I, I value this man's counsel and I value what he carries. Uh, so I want you to open your heart this morning. Get ready to receive not just information but an impartation. That if we honor what's on his life, we can receive from that. And uh, so I want you to give a good heartland welcome to Paul Yadow. feel at home here. I know this is home to me here in the U.S. Um, last night we had an amazing time uh, with uh, Desir, Christy, Pastor Dave, and Kathy at the Brazilian Steakhouse. <laughs> I think that's, that's heaven on earth. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, the meat just keeps coming. <laughs> you really have to put the, that sign and stop. <laughs> I don't have any more capacity to consume. But it was, it was amazing uh, fellowship last night, and we had uh, Middle Eastern tea and uh, some, some uh, biscuits. So I, I came. Uh, it was uh, around maybe nine past nine. I, I was in the hotel, so I, I was trying to 
allow the you know, my digestive system to work, overwork. And I was about to, to sleep and I, I got a call from Leif. So uh, usually when he, he calls me, that's like, uh, that's not five minute call, that's 40, 45 minutes to an hour. So it was, it was fun. Um, he showed me a, a picture of, of a broken arrow. And he said, Jamie gave this to me as a sign of covenant. And I said, don't you know I preach on arrows? <laughs> really? Yes, I, I did. And uh, I, yesterday, uh, or yeah, yesterday, or the other day, I shared about covenant. You know, the, the breaking of bread with Heartland Alliance leaders. So it, it's, it's amazing how, uh, you know, we could be uh, hundreds of miles away or thousands of miles away. I could be in the Philippines or he's here or somewhere in Europe. And God speaks almost, this, almost um, for most of the time, the same message. There's just something about being in alignment. There's something about being in relationship. I was watching all of you a while ago, and I, I just had fun watching you uh, connecting with one another. After, after the time of singing and worship, I believe worship is also sharing what is in our hearts to one another. Yeah. That's part of worship. Offer up, offer up yourselves as a living sacrifice to be a blessing to the body of Christ. Yeah, to connect, to, to feel one another. And one of the things that Paul highlighted when, whenever we, we take communion is that we discern the, the body. And a lot of times we are, we are so, much, so much focused on what's wrong with me and we think, or always just think or focus on my body. But Paul was highlighting not just the, the individual body, but to discern the body of Christ, to discern one another. So when we gather, let's make sure our hearts connect. Let's make sure we feel one another. A lot of miracles are happening uh, during, during the time of uh, ministry. Why? It's because when we connect to the heart of the Father, it's so natural what is in the heart of the Father flows out of us. And uh, the Father loves to uh, pour his love, his power, his goodness to his children. And um, it, it's, it's an amazing opportunity that we could participate with God in a, the most, uh, you know, most um, common or just uh, a day-to-day -day thing. Just, just uh, connect to somebody, somebody and release what is in your heart to that person. Um, so last night, I, I was about to sleep and, and then... Uh, Another call came, and it was <laughs> from my wife, past 12 by that time, and it was not so good news. My, our daughter, Sophia, accidentally twisted her knee. And so it was bulging. I saw, I saw the picture, and this morning she's, uh, um, she's in the hospital, um, just a minor um, procedure. So I woke up with, with that. I, I'm still 
I think I, I need more sleep, you know, the, the Filipino <laughs> in me is craving for coffee or for sleep maybe. <laughs> but I'm, I'm just excited to be uh, in, this, in this place, although I, I feel like I'm torn. My, my daughter is there. I, I, I talked to her, I blessed her, prayed for her. And at the same time, I'm so encouraged to see uh, um, a picture was sent to me. All of our pastors, their, their, all of the couples, our sons and daughters surrounding Sophia. That's a picture of family. I mean, we did not tell them, please be there with Sophia. Right away, when they heard Sophia, hurt her, you know, her knee, all of them just gathered around Sophia. I think that's family. I think there's blessing to family. My daughter is all smile <laughs> going to the operation room, <laughs> you know. It's a minor procedure, but, you know, to be surrounded by, by family. It releases grace, strength, encouragement. A lot of times what we need is just to be connected so our lives will be aligned. Many times we try to look for solutions outside of family, outside of relationship. And we end up getting temporary solutions rather than long term. Rather than transformation, we, we get temporary answers. In the family, we're being changed into our destiny, especially when that family is healthy. Amen? So this morning, uh, um, I would just like to go to, um, it's, it's a familiar text, and I, my prayer is that um, I'll be sharing principles. It's good to not just you know, have, a, you know, by, 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 as the spirit leads and you just, any word that will drop and I'll just preach. Sometimes we also need to have principles. Yeah. Amen. The book of Proverbs is, is loaded with principles. Uh, Solomon in Proverbs 4, he said, when I was young, my father told me, meaning he was, refer- he was pointing to his Father David, and he's teaching the next generation the path of life or the way of life. Principles. But principles without the prince is powerless. Principles without the the presence of the prince of peace. So we need both. We need the presence and we need the principles, the precepts. Amen? So uh, Pastor Dave a while ago um, highlighted stewardship, you know, in money and resources. I believe everything that comes from the realm of heaven and even practically in, in our practical lives, we increase by, by stewardship. Every miracle in it is, inside every miracle is the, the nature, the DNA to be multiplied. So when you see a healing it's not just, oh, wow, it's, it's awesome and period. No, no. Every healing is an invitation for us to grab a hold of that because there's more seeds inside that healing. 
One word, one prophetic word, one promise, one breakthrough has a potential to be replicated and the, and the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord just as the waters cover the sea. I believe it's not the expression of that. It's not just in the preaching of the word. The, the, the varying, the multifaceted wisdom and glory of God will be demonstrated. Maybe in raising up of our kids, maybe in writing of books, solutions to problems, designs, architecture, engineering, uh, research, all of that. The, the, the earth will see it. The earth will be filled with the knowledge, with revelation, with things from heaven, and it will scatter. It will spread out throughout the world. So what you what you are going through and you you kind of experience a, a, a measure of breakthrough friends you are you are positioned to to impart to share it as testimonies but that same breakthrough has a potential to be multiplied amen so our our job is to prepare a soil our hearts to posture for the more of God, to desire it, to own every testimony. Psalm 119, verse 111, it says, Your testimonies, O Lord, are my inheritance, and they are the source of my rejoicing. That's, that's powerful. If you feel like you don't have a spiritual father and you don't have inheritance, grab a hold of testimonies. Come on, start from that place. Line up yourself, whether it's a revival book or Bill Johnson or current days, testimony. Grab a hold of that. Make it your own inheritance. And you will see increase from that. I was reminded of several times. My spiritual dad, Leif. Uh, came to the Philippines the second time. Uh, he's, we, we gathered our leaders in this auditorium, university auditorium, around 500 of us in the room. And Pastor Dave referenced, uh, shared this a uh, um, couple of days ago. And he said, in the middle of our celebration, he said, he spoke, there is a shift from organizational structure to family. And then when he spoke that feather from out of nowhere just showed up from, from here. And I was seated right there and feather was float, this orange feather floating above his head. Like I was shocked. <laughs> How do you respond to that? Like I was. And he paused. What's wrong? <laughs> I said, feathers. And feathers floating here. And he. He caught it he caught like this, orange feathers. And then he, he declared another thing. He said, what you have here in the house, take it to the nations. And then another feather showed up. <laughs> Later on, he, t- <coughs> he tried stroking the feathers on our hands and gold dust will show up. I think it sound, sounded like, you know, sign and wonder. <laughs> sign, signs that will make you wonder. <laughs> wow. 
That was December of uh, 2008. Then January, we usually have our 10-day, 12-day fasting as a movement. And I started my fast, and the Lord reminded me of the fetters. And he said, the spirit telling me, go back to the video, see when the fetters showed up. And I watched the video, and I got those two declarations. A shift from organizational structure to family, and then that everything that we have in the house, we take it to the nations. And I tell you, until now, those two guideposts guide have been our um, guide into sustaining the revival. I have to remind myself, if, if I feel like uh, we, we have fresh things, new things, or even small things in our houses that the Lord has been breathing himself into, it's growing, there's life to this, I, I, would, I would make in, intentionally make a decision, I would go to the nations. Even if I pay for that. It's not about money. It's about knowing what God has, has shown to us. And he's saying his, that these signs would point us to our future. If I only get that sign as a sign like, wow, this is an amazing meeting. Then I would miss where God is pointing. Are you with me? I miss, I will miss the multiplication of that. So we started going to the nations and wow, the growth, the, the vibrancy. Uh, last uh, November, I wasn't in Penang uh, the, during the family gathering in Penang. Every year, uh, Penang, Malaysia, every year there's a family gathering. We started the, it way back, maybe seven years ago. And the spiritual families of, of Dadelaif would gather in, in Malaysia. This time around, I couldn't make it because uh, I was with, with Leif, not November, just recently. I was with Leif no, in, in Pakistan. And it was a conference with Heidi Baker, you know? Yeah. <sighs> Heidi Baker, Leif. <laughs> but I don't have to make a choice. I know my choice. I want to be with my father. I made a choice. My, my name was already written uh, in the, you know, billboard or whatever. Uh, and I said to the organizer, I'm really sorry. But my, my daddy Leif asked me to join him in Pakistan. It's hard to turn this down. But I would have my spiritual son, Ariel, come. Cut long story short, Ariel was the one who preached at that conference for, on my behalf, and it was a blast. <laughs> Hallelujah. And I was like, wow, full of joy. This, all of my spiritual siblings and sons of Daddy Leif, they were pointing to the preaching of Ariel. Sometimes I have to be uprooted so I can plant somebody. 
Oh, I think that's a good, good word there. <laughs> it's funny, when I was, I, had, I was fasting early this year, I was waiting for a word from the Lord. I, I didn't get any word at all. The last day, I had a dream, and I saw Ariel in a dream, and it was, it was so funny. He was dancing. Ariel, he knows how to dance, by the way. But it was so funny. He was dancing, and people were following his dance. First, Filipinos. And then I, I, saw, uh, I saw people, my, my friends from, from, from New Zealand, from, from the U.S., following his steps. And then I woke up laughing at Ariel. Like, I mean, in my dream, like, <laughs> that was so funny. But the Lord spoke to me, release the word to your son. I talked to Ariel and I said, this is the word of the Lord for you, Ariel. Now is the time for you to launch beyond your churches. You are ready. And then, boom, boom, one after the other. He's just in Mindanao. Recently, they did a Father's Love Conference in, in Mindanao. Family works. Yeah. I think so. <laughs> so this, this moment, I, I want to, to share a word that's uh, familiar. But we will, what, I, what we will do is to get some principles from this, but not so we can have formula. The, the, the principles will, will guide our hearts, but it, it does not give us the license to, to just walk without the presence of God. The principles with the presence of God release the power. The principles are like guideposts. It's like uh, uh, the planes in, in thick of the night could land, you know, 747, huge planes, could land in the middle of the night. Why? Because there were lights. The principles of the scripture, especially the book of Proverbs, give, would give us light so we can land into God's promises, into the life, into the future that God has for us. So, 2 Kings... Chapter 4, uh, once again, this is, this is Elisha. Um, when I shared about the last arrows, it was about Elisha. Uh, well, these messages came from my 40-day fast last year. And let me just highlight a point there. When I did my fast, it was not to twist the arms of God so that he would bless me. I'm already blessed. I fast because I have to make room for more. I have to make room. I have to be hungry again. I have to be humble again. So don't fast so you can get an answer. There's always yes and amen in Christ. We don't, the problem is we don't have the capacity to carry the weight of the blessing when it comes. God's blessings are weighty. It's, it's heavy. It's heavy. And a lot, there are a lot of, 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 of ministers, individuals, they, they're broken or destroyed 
by the blessings, not because the blessing becomes a curse. No, it's just because the heart has no capacity. So let's, let's go back to the heart. Let's go back to that place. And so I, I was fasting, and one of the things that God highlighted to me, 40 days. What do you do when you fast for 40 days? Feel miserable. <laughs> Dream of food. <laughs> but God had me stay just on one message. Every day I'll have communion three times a day. Taking the bread and a drink. I was reminded again and again, it is finished, Paul. His sacrifice is complete. The future of your children, the future of your ministry, everything is taken care of. His grace is sufficient. Every day I will partake of that. Morning with my family, Dave, Sophie, and Almira, we would, we would take communion. The, the two um, communions for uh, middle, middle of the day and the nighttime, either I go to to somebody, one of our pastors, I, I'll break bread with them and I'll tell them how precious they are in the Lord. That we belong to one body. We went around. It wrecked me by the seventh day. I, when I hear that of the bread, something inside of me just breaks. I cannot see the future without Christ. My only identity is that Christ is in me and I am in him, period. Nobody could change that. Yes, I embrace my unique identity as Paul, beloved of the Father. But through the, through the, the, the fasting, God highlighted to me, now it's about time to move to the next level. It's not about you. It's about what I've done. It's about my son, Jesus you will only see the best of who you are when you begin to see who you are in Christ. Okay, now let's read. Second Kings chapter 4. This is the, about the, the miraculous oil, you know, the multiplication of the oil. Now, verse 1, now a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elisha. Take note of that. She became a widow. She's, she's a wife of sons of one of the sons of the prophet. Okay? Cried out to Elisha, your servant, my husband, is dead. And you know that your servant feared the Lord. And the creditor has come to take my two children to be his slaves. That's, that's a tragic picture there. They are in debt, and the sons will become slaves. So she was so desperate. There was no source. There was no resource available. Elisha said to her, what shall I do for you? You know, sometimes it's good to be confronted with questions. And it's good to ask questions. 
My daughter, Sophia, that's one of her gifts. <laughs> she asks a lot of questions. <laughs> Sean Bowles prophesied to me, and um, he wrote it in his iPad, and he said, your daughter, she asks a lot of questions. <laughs> it's, yes. That's why her name is Sophia. <laughs> she asks. She's wisdom. <laughs> and she said, um, Elisha said to her, what shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in the house? What do you have in the house? And she said, your maidservant has nothing in the house except a jar of oil. Then he said, go borrow vessels at, at large for yourself from all neighbors, all of, your, all of your neighbors, even empty vessels. Do not get a few. And you shall go in and shut the door behind you and your sons you and your sons, and pour out into all these vessels, and you shall set aside what is full. So she went from him and shut the door behind her and her sons. They were bringing the vessels to her, and she poured. When the vessels were full, she said to her son, Bring me another vessel. And she said to her, There's not one vessel more. And the oil stopped. Then she came and told the man of God, and he said, Go, sell the oil and pay your debt, and you and your sons can live on the rest. What an amazing story. You know, one of the reasons why I, I did a study on the life of Elisha is because I, I really want to see what are some of the principles of walking as a double portion son. Who wants more? I think Elisha knows the key. <laughs> he got the double portion. He was already dead. His bones was still carrying <laughs> a lot of anointing. That even dead body would rise up. What was in Elisha that qualifies him or uh, you know, put him in that place in which he was able to uh, not just receive but steward and and duplicate and multiply the miracles, the anointing upon his life. If you do a study, compare Elijah's miracles with Elisha, you will see double. So when we read this, this is not just a, a theology. This is God's invitation to us. God is inviting us for the more. Amen. When we move from generation to generation to generation, there is potential to double the inheritance. If we could just father the next generation, we will see double. We will see an increase. There, a time will come. Our, our children, maybe our grand, spiritual grandsons or great-grandsons and daughters, they will scare us. Now we will pray, Lord, take me home. You know, because they, they're just, they, they would just run. If, if we could just create a healthy culture, we will have Elisha's. So, yeah, recently I've been meditating on Elisha. I've started 
And one of the highlights is this miracle. Point number one, God wants us to live in fullness. God wants us to experience abundance. The tragedy in the story is not just the prophet died. The most tragic part of that story is this. There's no inheritance. The guy who could hear the voice of God, one of the sons of the prophets could prophesy, stand before the Lord, could see vision, but could not provide a platform for the next generation. That's a scary thing. When we only see uh, our lives, our us following Jesus, our us following the kingdom, that it's all about the activities inside this room, and it will not affect our children, our homes, our, our resources, our community, friends. We, we, we need to, to have a change of mindset. We need to repent. Yes. It's not just about seeing vision. It's about fleshing out the vision here. It's not just receiving prophetic word and, and revelation. Wisdom, wisdom builds what revelation reveals. Revelation is awesome. It opens us up for the more of God. We'll see heaven. We'll see blueprints from God, ideas. We will be confronted, healing signs and wonders. But our job is not just to have miracles in our generation, but we have to prepare a platform for the next generation. So much so that in their time, they don't need warfare to have a breakthrough. Maybe in our time, we have to break through, through so many uh, demonic things or mindsets. In their time, it will be the platform. It will be the norm. In the story, the tragedy is that the father never prepared inheritance. That's scary. You with me? That's, that's basically the failure of, of uh, some of the kings in the scripture. They, 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 they want dream for the next generation. It's a, it, says, it says here, you know, he, he, uh, she cried. And I wrote some notes here. On the first point, by the way, I'm trying to, be, to have some organized notes here. <laughs> the first is live from fullness. That's the place where God wants us to live from. Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and for you to have it abundantly, overflowing. Although she was a wife of one of the prophets, they were living in poverty. Wow, that's tragic. The prophet died leaving a tragedy instead of legacy. Something's wrong when our practical lives do not line up with the realms of glory we are exposed to. In the story... It's tragic that the sons didn't have a higher platform set for them to stand on. Instead, the loss, or 
the, the failure of the father exposed, I mean, the loss of the, the death of the father exposed a core failure, a core issue. There was no inheritance prepared for the next generation, and therefore his sons are set up for failure to become slaves instead of sons. That's sobering thought. Last night, by the way, I was asking Daniel Dave, you have a word uh, for me to preach? And I'm just, uh, and he said, I told him maybe I'll preach a lighter message, like you know, <laughs> maybe Psalm 23 and <laughs> Lord's Prayer. And he was joking me like big time, preach this. Today is Friday and tomorrow will be Saturday. <laughs> oh my God, it's middle of the night. He was just, let this come to your mind and your heart. This is going to be the word of the Lord. Tomorrow will be Sunday and it will be a happy day on Monday. <laughs> wow. he, he was helpful. <laughs> I was so encouraged. <laughs> So I, I was laughing. We were just joking one another. I think that's a good word. <laughs> so instead of, instead of freedom, the sons were set up for slavery because the father did not dream for his sons. He saw glory. He heard a voice. He could prophesy but he's not building his house. Desire abundance and pursue fullness of life for the next generation, not just for your sake, next generation. Yeah. In all that get and get wisdom. Learn the ways of life. The word Proverbs, by the way, is, uh, is reign in life. That's another meaning of Proverbs. It's not just wisdom, it's how to reign in life. To be free from victim mindset, to be free from orphan thinking. It's time to rise up, raise up a generation who knows who they are and what they have because they are loved by God. In 3 John chapter 1, verse 2, it says, Beloved, I pray that in all respects all aspects of your life, you may prosper and be in good health just as your soul prospers. So as our spirit grows in maturity, our soul is placed in a, in a, a place of health and shalom. And it is expressed in, in our lives in how we handle finances, resources, how we raise up our children. Amen? Let this be, my prayer is that Heartland will demonstrate a culture of fullness, a culture of abundance, a culture where fathers will prepare platforms for sons. Yes. Yes. Amen. Yes. That we will not just, I, 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 I honor the prophetic here, but there is, there is a place in which the prophetic is not just spoken. Prophetic is lived out. We become a prophetic people for the world. Our marriage will be uh, a prophetic picture of hope. 
the raising of our kids, the, uh, the choices that we make, how, how we uh, go about in our businesses. Am I making sense here? Yes. So a second, Whew. number two. Elisha asked him, what do you need? You know, most of the time, it's either we spiritualize things to the extreme without connecting what is in the spirit to our day-to-day. Are you with me? I'm I'm not diminishing faith. Faith is grounded in the person. Faith is grounded in Christ, in the finished work of Jesus. But sometimes we became escapists of what we should deal, what we should face, what we should change. And we call it spirituality. No, it's escapism. If we are really transformed by our encounters with God, we will face, we will rise up and say, there's a solution for this. Look for solutions, that's number two. Don't highlight the problems. Elisha's response in the form of questions revealed to us how we unlock kingdom possibilities in the midst of impossible situations. First, what do you want me to do? Okay. Uh, sometimes that's what we need for, for people who come to us for prayer. You know, sometimes it, it's also good to just sit down instead of listening to what's wrong with them. Ask question that leads them to the solution. Amen? Don't prophesy what you can give through counsel. If you have won that place of maybe in wisdom, you, you went through, just for illustration, financial crisis, and after a few months, few years, you have broken through that that thing. And here comes somebody who comes and in, in, a, in financial needs. You don't just prophesy, the Lord bless you. Give that person wisdom so he can build his life. Yeah. It is a question that leads to solution. Instead of highlighting what's wrong... Prophetic people see the solution and the gold in the midst of the chaos and the pain. And second question is, he asks, what do you have? It is a question of awareness or recognizing that we have in our house the very seed, idea, anointing, oil that would lead us towards breakthrough or success. Can never forget the first time Leif came to us 2006, preached in a Sunday service. We were, you know, this is like early on in our relationship. May was the impartation, May 2006, and he preached. November, we're still struggling financially. And he prophesied, he used it. This was his first message, by the way. That's why I was inspired by his. 
Today is Friday, tomorrow is Sunday. So I got this idea, okay? <laughs> so he said, and he prophesied to us, you have the oil in your house. And even to the point that he said, you're like Redding, Bethel. What? We don't even... Redding? Yes, we're, we're red. <laughs> Praying for a breakthrough. But to equate what we have with Redding, it's like totally off our minds. Yet, I started believing that. Our people started believing that. We embrace that. We don't need another oil. We have something in our house that we just have to steward and it will multiply. At one point, he prophesied in our midst. He said, your pastor, Paul, he will go to the nations. He will go to the U.S. and he will speak and people will line up. Even, even preachers who are known, they will line up for impartation. And when I was like, really? <laughs> There's oil in this house. There is oil. There's oil in this house. There's oil in your house. There's oil inside of you. There's that anointing inside of you. God asked Moses, what do you have in your hands? He will always start with you. Because he is Jehovah Sneaky. He puts... The seed of your future, of your destiny inside of you. That's why identity unleashes us to our destiny. The reason we cannot find the key is we look for it outside instead of inside. What's in your house? What do you have is a question of awareness. The reply of the woman is so concise and powerful. Simple, of course, she's honest. There's nothing there except a jar of oil. <laughs> I think we, it's good to have an awareness. Awareness is the first step to revelation, by the way. <laughs> You're aware of your limitations. You're aware of what you don't have. You're aware of your, your pain. You're aware of your pursuit. You're aware of your hunger. And she said, I only have, we only have a jar of oil. This is important. We have to be aware of the oil or the anointing in us or in our house. That's a starting point. Recognize and embrace and celebrate, celebrate your God-given uniqueness design anointing. Heartland, you're not Bethel. Your heartland. We celebrate Bethel. Amen. But your heartland. There's something unique to this house. We have to embrace that. We have to fully embrace the oil in the house. Number three. Give towards your increase. Pour out. The little that you have, pour it out. If you want to see an increase, don't 
hold it, release it. Okay. Gather empty vessels around the neighborhood. Not few, but many. That's what Elisha said. This is important. Your miracle of increase and breakthrough will flow through the close relationships you have. Before you go somewhere else, start with your home. Start with your kids. Pour the oil. Can we say amen to that? Maybe neighbor, maybe people that you meet, maybe in the office. Pour oil. Encouragement, prophecy, healing. Because the little that you have will multiply when you start pouring into empty vessels. Just pour. I went to places where I'm not expecting honorarium. And I'm not living out of honorarium, by the way. But there I, I make inten- intentional decisions. I will go to the nations because of the word. Not because of what they can give me. It's because of what God has given me. And I'm willing to pour out to them. Yes. I, went to, I, want, I went to India. I went to Vietnam. I went to Cambodia. When it's not about platforms like this. I like this. This carpet that... <laughs> we have good sound system in India. Oh, we were sweaty. <laughs> the roof is like this, thin roof. Roof. We will be sweaty. I will be preaching message about the kingdom. <laughs> I went to places where they, they could not bless me with financial things. I'm going there because they need something. They have empty vessels. I could never forget. I was in India. Shalkot. Uh, uh, no, not, not, not the Shalkot. I forgot the name. Shalkot is in Pakistan. I've been to many places. now. Uh, when we arrived, police came in, and in, in our hotel, and they, they told us, you have to leave. Fundamentalist Hindus are, are here to kill you. And instead of being threatened, we, we soaked, we prayed, and within two hours, we, we got a breakthrough. And then the police official came back again with the news, you can't stay. <laughs> wow, that's good news. So we stayed, and then crusade happened. But we couldn't preach. My name was there on the board. And one of the pastors even gave me an idea. Pastor Paul, you could preach. Your, your family name is Yadao. It sounds like Indian. <laughs> but I said, no, I, I don't want to violate you know, the protocol. I don't want to spark something. But in that limitation, we pursue the presence of God. First night, Indian pastors preach. Around 5,000 5, showed up. And there were healings and people received Jesus. It was amazing. But I, there's something in my heart I said, no, I didn't come just for this. You have given me so much more. Yeah. Because I, by, by that time, I've been soaking for months. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> about to pour out to anyone ready. So I said, Gather the pastors tomorrow. So they gathered around 35 Bible school students and few pastors 
in this small church, dilapidated, it's all, uh, my feeling was it's about to collapse <laughs> anytime. So like when the glory is coming, I said, less, Lord, less. <laughs> no, no, it's just a joke. <laughs> I preached from 11 noon to 2 p.m. In the middle of heat, I was so sweaty. I taught them the principle of accessing the kingdom as sons and daughters. Cut long story short, after that crusade, uh, second night, we were still watching. And in the worship time, the presence of God was already there. People are getting delivered, around 8,000 people by that time. No preaching yet. The glory was in the room. They were, poops. We were just watching this as, as police with, uh, police with AK-47 watching us. Eh, one step and we will arrest you. So I was just watching it from afar. Oh, this is so good. This is heaven. <laughs> and then the pastor preached, an Indian pastor. It was an amazing word, but part of me was still, you know, there's, there's more. And I looked to my... Translator, Pastor Sanjay, a Methodist pastor, I called for him. He was not the one who preached. He was just one of the Indian pastors. I waved to him, come here, Sanjay. And he came to me. I went to him, grabbed his, his arms like this. And Pastor Sanjay is not like me. I, I go, move. You know, Sanjay, when he translates for me, he's like, like this. He's one with the pulpit. He's so proper. I prayed for him. The power of God hit him. He was on the ground shaking. Dust all over him. Yes, my prayers, God, everything in me, pour it out. He was shaking. I grabbed him again. Go to the platform. Release that. So he went to the platform. The, <laughs> This, this sheep became a lion. I really want to see that played in heaven again. I didn't have the video that time, but it was fun to watch. He was running. He grabbed the microphone and he started saying, in the name of Jesus, be healed. Boom. All over the place, we could hear people shrieking, shouting, people falling under the power of God. It was, oh my God, chaos. And people ran to the prayer lines, the 35 pastors and Bible school students. They had green flags to indicate that that person they prayed for is healed. So we were just watching this. Because I taught them, the kingdom of God is at hand, receive it and release it. So they've been, they thought it's like, that's the key, you know? It's like Zumba or... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <Just me. laughs> so they did, they did it. People ran... Lined up, and then they pulled from heaven, put it in their hearts, released it. And you could see every minute, green flags flipping like this. The first healing was a lady, lame, with, with crutches, and I mean, 
something was wrong with her legs. She, could, she couldn't walk. And then healing broke loose. We could see her running towards the platform with, his, with her crutches. Pour the oil. Not just one another. Go to the empty vessels outside. Go there. You want to see crazy miracles? Go to crazy people. <laughs> Come on. Go to those who are wounded, those, go, those I mean, messed up lives, and show the love of God. Pour out love, pray, prophesy, whatever. Give something. We need to see an expansion of our hearts, our capacity. How? By looking outside, pouring out. Look for empty vessels. Number four, he said, set aside. So don't just go, go out and for the sake of pouring. That's really good. But also look for vessels that will contain what you have poured out. Amen. That's how you multiply it. Make it a culture. Look for hearts that would steward it. Start fathering those people. Start connecting to them. Wow, this, this guy is so hungry. You prayed for that person. Power of God hit him. And then you don't just say goodbye. No. God did something to you. I want to walk with you. I set you aside for a future. Amen. Well, there's so much more here, but I, I, I don't think I could finish this. I'll continue it later at the African-American <laughs> church. <laughs> it's a family matter, number five. It's about the family. Go to the secret place. The sons probably never had a chance to witness their, their dad demonstrate the miraculous. But this time around, Elisha, make it clear, go to the secret place, you and your son. Let them see how the miracle happened. Let the stories in this, this house be celebrated by everyone. Amen. That's what I do. I demonstrate it to my son to David, to Sophie, to our spiritual sons and daughters. I took time, let's sit down. In the most difficult situation, relation, relationships, I, I taught them how to navigate. I, I, I have no intentions to escape tight positions. I have, my heart is postured in finding the solutions of heaven and face this thing and again and again they saw it sometimes I fail I just humble myself and say I, I got it wrong but I have seen my heart consistent pour out it could be wisdom prophetic what is in your heart what is in your life pour it out next set aside those who have received that Build connection, build relationship. Amen? Don't just go for breakthrough, go for culture. Build family. 
Because the family will sustain the miracle. The family will sustain the miracle. The sons, they were part of the miracle. They gathered vessels. And, and as they gathered vessels, oh, just imagine the two sons. It's, the miracle is connected to their freedom. The miracle is connected to their destiny. Every vessel that is being filled means that they are moving forward to their destiny. Ah, whoo! Every breakthrough here, every healing is moving this family forward into your divine destiny. So we have to have an appreciation for every miracle, every empty vessel, big, small, or whatever. It could be a headache, it could be cancer being healed. But let us have that divine awe, awe, a sense of awe and wonder for every miracle and move it. Let it be the, the momentum of stories, momentum of, of testimonies that, that releases, prophesies to the next generation. It is possible. This can be duplicated. This can be multiplied. You're not standing on zero ground. You're standing on a ground that is already raised up because of faith, sacrifice, because of those who prayed for this to happen. Now it's your time. So they kept gathering vessels. Just imagine the faith in the two, the, the two sons. At first, they were like, oh, we will become slaves. Now, every vessel that's being filled, what happened to them? Something inside of them is coming out. This is possible. We can change the future. We can be a source of blessing. We are not slaves. Hallelujah. That was good. Feels good. <laughs> so remember, the miracle was enough to secure their future, not just to pay their debt, move them into fullness. What their father failed to accomplish, the goodness of a good father, made it possible. He wants us to participate in the miracle. He wants us to go to the secret place as a family. Lastly, last point here. The miracle stopped when they had no more vessels. And again and again, that's my experience. Whenever I feel like there's no more place that I could pour into, the, the anointing stops. What if they... The two sons were creative enough to go to the ne next village. Yeah. Just a thought. Just a thought. What if Heartland, as a family, the sons and daughters of this house will have a bigger heart to bring the oil here to the nations? Yeah. Pour out to the vessels there. Just a thought. I believe that's how you sustain the miraculous from just a one-time event, one-time moment. It will become a culture, a lifestyle, a norm. Amen.
Shall we all rise up? Hallelujah. Grab a hand. and uh, You're with your family. Uh, maybe this is an inspiration. Go to a secret place. Pray for one another. Come on, let's just ask for a miracle. I don't want to pump this up, but I want you to, to pray for one another. If not, as, as a family, Heartland family. Come on. First of all, acknowledge there's oil in this house. Thank God for the oil. And name it. Declare it. If it's prophetic, if it's, if it's uh, signs and wonders, if it's going to the nation. Come on, declare it. Thank you, Jesus, for the oil in our house. Thank you, Jesus, for the oil in our house, for, for Heartland as a family. Thank you for the Father's... Lord, for the moms, spiritual moms who paved the way. Thank you. Thank you for the oil. Thank you for the oil. Hallelujah. Now I want you to prophesy where the oil will be poured out. Prophesy. Prophesy Asia. Prophesy the nations. Prophesy the cities of, of Iowa, the cities of this nation. Come on, just, just prophesy. Oh, shakarababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababab
to be one of the voices in this house to release God's counsel, God's voice. Oh, who, who? <laughs> like that picture, go to the room, lock it up. This moment, it's just about heartland as a family right now. <laughs> I want the worship team for this morning to come stand with me up here, but let's lift our hands to him. So, sure. Do you receive this word this morning? Then mix it with faith. We, Lord, we come into agreement with your word. family business this morning. Lift your voices. Lift your voices. Lift your voices. Oria somboriando. breakthrough in your belly. There's a sound of breakthrough in your vocal cords. Oh, there's a sound of glory stored up in your inner man. There's a sound of glory. There's a sound of glory. There's a sound of glory. There's a sound of glory.
spend a few more minutes just begin to worship the Lord it's like a fertile atmosphere right now I'm telling you there's many of you feel like you are in the place of that woman that you're destitute and what you don't realize is the answer to your need is already in your possession you already have in the form of oil what's going to answer your need but you got to have eyes of faith there's things in you that God wants to release through you. And it's going to create the provision that you're longing for. Just continue to worship the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. There's a hovering going on. Just reach up into it right now.
Aaron Phillips family to come up here and stand on this line right here, this brown line. Just come on up right now. I want the whole family to come. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. TJ, would you come and stand behind them? Hallelujah. I want you to just lift your hands. I'm telling you, the provision of the Lord, you already have what you need. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Just receive it right now. I'll tell you, that thing that Paul said about prophecy and wisdom, God's going to give you the wisdom to steward into fruition what you already possess. Just extend your hands to these right now. Hallelujah. Lord, we bless them. Hallelujah. Paul, would you lay hands on them right now? along. I, I just felt that that thing about going out and finding empty vessels, the Lord's about to do that. And there's going to be a demand on your anointing far beyond anything you've ever experienced. And there's going to be things coming out of you. You're going to be, you're going to take notes on yourself. It's going to be, the counsel that comes out of you is going to be so good. You're going to start taking notes on yourself. Vicki, just lay hands on Brenda right there. Hallelujah. Lord, we just release that right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I'm a bit hesitant to call people out because this is a corporate word for us. You understand that this is the word of the Lord over this house that we already have what we need for the future. And it's in the giving away that there's the increase. And it's not just looking for empty vessels in the house. It's emptiness outside the house that really puts a demand on the flow. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Marsha, I want you to come up here and just stand here. And Les, would you just get behind Marsha and just begin to bless that. I believe there's going to be an increase of demand placed on you as well, Marsha. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I want to open the altars for something very specific. We need to get the kids out of the, the nursery here, but I want to open up the altars on something very specific. If you feel like you've been destitute, like, man, you need some answers. And, and uh, man, if God doesn't come through and you, you've just felt like there's a barrenness, there's no answers, there's... I don't have anything to meet my own needs. If you've, if you've been feeling that type of despair, I mean, I know there's a lot of things we could pray for, but I want that specific thing. If you feel like, man, there is no answer to my needs and I don't know what I'm going to do, I want you to come forward right now. We're just going to release a wisdom over you. God's going to give you revelation for your breakthrough. So just come forward very quickly and just line up on this, this brown line here. I'm going to ask the elders to come and just begin to lay hands on people. Miss Pam, if you would help us, just begin to lay hands on people. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thanks for listening to our podcast. If you'd like to help more people hear this message, you can get the word out by subscribing and sharing it on social media. If you'd like to support the ministries of Heartland Church, you can do so at heartlandchurchonline.com slash give.